I think if Star Wars would just return my emails about, about um, Cody getting into the world between worlds and ending up in the High Republic, that things would be a lot better. A long time ago, beyond a podcast within a podcast. Welcome to yet another podcast within the Rupelps podcast podcast, Club Shitisode. We'll be devoting the whole episode to talking about a single Star Wars character. For the first character of this new series, we'll be discussing Commander Cody. You know, my bestie, Commander Cody. Anyway, my name is Jess. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on social media at Kawaii Jessio. That's K-A-W-A-I-I Jessio. And usually on Rupalps, we do a gender of the week, but since this isn't a normal episode, we'll be answering a, a fun little question. So the question is, where is Commander Cody? Um, I personally think he's on vacation. He's uh, at Disney World with his son-in-law, <laughs> Corky. Not son-in-law, adopted son. There we go. I love that we're already pushing the Corgi Kenobi agenda and we haven't even been here for 15 seconds. That feels very correct to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually very, very true. Yeah. I'm Noah. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on TikTok at the Jewish Jedi. Actually, you can find me on all social media at the Jewish Jedi. And if I had to say where Commander Cody is, I honestly think he's scuba diving. I can't say why definitively, but I know that he, I think he would like it. I think he'd have a good time with fish. I agree. He grew That's up on Camino. Yeah, okay, but like, I think he'd live like a beach beach because he's like, I've never been to the beach before. I've just seen the ocean. But like, I think he would enjoy it. And I think he deserves that that much. So true. Also, we have some guests joining us. You might have heard one of them speak already. But um, yeah, this is the first time we're having guests. So why don't you all introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Sage. You can find me on uh, all social media at Sage Sindula. Um, you can also find me on another podcast called Fulcrum Transmissions Podcast. Some of the Rupe Helps hosts have been on that before. Um, again, I'm sure you've heard of it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, where is Commander Cody? Uh, oh, I forgot to say my pronouns. I'm so sorry. Um, I use she, they pronouns. Uh, Slay, anyways, you can, uh, where is Commander Cody? Commander Cody is uh, at Tatooine Pride with Luke Skywalker, with baby gay Luke Skywalker. So true. And I'm so glad somebody finally decided to say it and like speak out about this issue because we need to have a bigger conversation about Cody at Pride. Yeah, so true. No cops at Pride, only Cody. Exactly. The really important part of the Star Wars canon that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about. Um, But yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, I'm Ella. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me everywhere uh, at Cheriel, which is double R, double I, double L. Um, and I'm about to bring the house down a little bit. Um, Manor Cody is tragically and inevitably in the grave. <laughs> no! Why would you no, say that? I'm so sorry. I had to. I had oh to. Oh my God. It no, is true. We can't start like this. <laughs> it's true. One of us had to balance everything out. It's it's okay. I actually, I think Jess misspoke earlier. I, we only have two guests. Uh, if you notice you're being booted <laughs> from the Zoom call right now, don't worry about it. I'm so sorry. Um, hi, I'm Ash. I use she, they pronouns. You can find me on most social media at Ash of Clan Ren, W-R-E-N, not like Kylo Ren, but Clan Ren. Um, and so Commander Cody, uh, not only has he attended Tatooine Pride, but he's the Grand Marshal at, because um, he's the Marshal Commander of Mandalore's Pride Parade, which... Um, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. And then afterwards, he's going to get wine drunk at Satine's like memorial thing. 
because wine he missed <laughs> because they were at wine the besties <laughs> at her so memorial because they okay, were besties no. talking about obi-wan i can't the idea of commander cody wine drunk first of all i'm gonna contend that he's a red wine drinker that is that is my my um canon realization for the day i'm just i'm also in love with the idea that like pride parades are just like where he's at like at, at any point in the day it's like he's at some pride like you know how like it's five o'clock somewhere like it's pride somewhere and that's where cody is he's just like there's like like long rotation through pride parades that's where he's been this yeah. whole time actually yeah he was also the marshal for camino's pride parade which crosshair tried to cancel and so did tarkin but <laughs> i'm also oh, just saying like, he's like marshal of like like a pride parade, I'm picturing like Cody's color guard sleigh. Like he has like a flag that he's like twirling around. So true though. I think he'd be good at that. But anyway, so again, this is our first ever glub shit episode. And if you um don't know what a glub shitto is, it's kind of just like your your fun little your fun little guy, guy gender neutral. Sorry, there's like an asterisk next to guy. Um that isn't really a main character. They, like, appear in, like, minimal amount of stuff. So, technically, Cody isn't a Glove Shadow, but he definitely toes the line of Glove Shadow because, like, Glove Shadows are also, like, a character that if you bring them up to, like, any normal person who is not obsessed with Star Wars and has Star Wars brain rot, they would be like, who the hell are you talking about? So, Cody sometimes falls into that category because there's definitely been people who are like oh you like star wars who's your who's your favorite character and if i mention cody they'll be like who is that again there's a there's a very small subset of prequels fans i think because he's named in revenge of the sith obviously like a very small amount of fans will be like oh i know who cody is but they won't really know like they don't care about him yeah and somehow they all they all end up being clear as well like, if you know who Commander Cody is, it's usually the Venn diagram is just a circle. That's a triangle oh, that I made with my hands, but whatever. Yeah, like if you know who Commander Cody is and you're like, oh yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite clones, you're, you've got to be queer. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. And if you think to yourself, Commander Cody is my favorite clone, but I'm a heterosexual, you've got a big storm coming. Yeah, I hate to say this to you, but uh, your month is coming, isn't it? They're, we're gonna talk about like Cody like in canon and like legends kind of because there's not much <laughs> to talk about but uh, I wanted to also bring up an article that came out today because uh, we are recording today July 1st so when you're hearing this it's not going to be July 1st but just know we are recording July 1st and the article that I'm about to talk about right now is the one where they said that Cody possibly was going to be in the Obi-Wan show, like in early like drafts of the script, Cody was there and then they decided to go a different route, which is fair because the Obi-Wan show is great as it is. But yeah, Cody was almost there. Yeah. And that was kind of like what my, um, where, when I was saying that Cody was at Tatooine Pride, I truly do think that if we had Cody in the, in the Kenobi series, um, not only would he just exude like gay elder energy for Luke Skywalker, because that is like what his role was, was to, you know, like look after Luke Skywalker. Um, But I don't think that he would be much of like a babysitter figure. It'd be more of like a, Hey, let me show you the ropes. Like, you know, like, let me, let me tell you what's going on here. Um, I've been dating your uncle Ben since I was, uh, 
first first introduced into the world basically if uh <laughs> but uh, so sorry um <laughs> I, but in all seriousness i i would have loved to see cody in the show not really though in the way that they were like saying though when i first totally agree yeah i i didn't think that he would be like a like a good figure like uh someone who is an ally to obi-wan i was like oh no he's gonna be a purge trooper oh no, he is going to be with with the third sister, Reva, you know, hunting down Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, maybe it's just because I have written uh, a, a, a numerous amount of fan fiction about Purge Trooper Cody hunting down Obi-Wan Kenobi and then them turning into lovers again um, at the end. However, you know, it can't always be how we imagine it in our brains. Um, and that's important to remember. It truly is. I'm so interested in like, Lovers to enemies to lovers. <laughs> no, exactly. It's enemies to lovers is dead. It's it's lovers to enemies to lovers. That's what it is. Well, and like, honestly, like, maybe they weren't going to do that. But like, not everyone can be like a poet, an artist, um, a seasoned citoyen of the of the Cody one genre. Like, I think the reality is that while I would have loved to have seen him because it would have been like our first live action Cody scene since Revenge of the Sith. I'm also like. I'm glad you didn't do that, like, based off of what they were talking about. And also, like, I liked the, the way the show was. I liked it a lot. And I think that introducing him would have thrown, like, a further wrench in things in a way that I'm not sure it would have ended as as neatly. Um, I also, like, I don't know. I just, I want to see that gentleman happy. That's, like, my only request of Star Wars now. I'm, like, because I know he's going to be in, in the Bad Batch. And I'm, like, if something happens to him in there... I will be on the doorstep of every building responsible. You will not hear from me again because I'll be in prison. Like <laughs> literally, like a year ago when when Obi Wan was like first being like hyped up, my genuine thought was like, okay, Cody's gonna be in it. He's gonna be a purge trooper, and he is going to die. Like either Obi Wan is gonna have to kill him, which is worst timeline. Oh my gosh, or something is gonna happen to that gentleman. And I'm, while I would have loved to see him, obviously, I'm glad that that is not the reality that we live in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my two big fears were, like, yes, if Cody died, it was either going to add to the absolute trauma that Obi-Wan has of people that he loves just dying in his arms, or it was going to call back to the last time we saw Cody in live action, Revenge of the Sith, but he was going to have to watch Cody die, and he's like, like, you were like even even if he said like you you were like a brother to me or something like that that would that would have thrown me off because I'm like whoa 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 no you guys are gay, um, but just like him saying to Cody I loved you, like just putting it in the past tense I would have died on the inside I would have actually I would have collapsed just I would straight have been up. so mentally unwell. <laughs> yeah, I, when you I, talked about like. Cody um like dying in everyone's arms it, like I just had like uh those are like my winter soldier trigger words I was just brought back when we started Rupalps and we had a long-standing joke about Obi-Wan Kenobi's boyfriend graveyard in the back of his house on Tatooine and I'm like you we, we can't put him there I refuse to see that gentleman in the ground <laughs> like but also the idea of like getting a scene like that oh I'd be forever changed like yeah. but I think it would be very much like canon Cody one but at what cost and I don't know if that's the price I'd be willing to pay to see that fully realized. I feel like, yes, especially with Star Wars, it'd be like, oh my God, 
we're getting the gay oh my god he's literally dead like that would be it um I think it's something that I literally just thought of uh was when Obi-Wan first goes to Dayu and sees that clone there um one maybe I did fall on the floor and have to pause pause the tv uh because I was on the floor and um but two I think something that would have been a nice like callback but also would have like killed me was if there was like a quick like flash of instead of that clone just somebody with Commander Cody's helmet on you know through Obi-Wan's perspective um just because when you think about anything about Revenge of the Sith one of the most iconic scenes is Cody holding holding the little projector with the Emperor Palpatine saying execute order 66 People might not recognize Cody with the helmet off. I think if we saw a, a clone with a with a scar, we're like, oh my God, that's Cody, right? It happened when the Bad Batch trailer dropped. But um, a normal Star Wars fan would not be like, oh my God, that's Commander Cody. Um, but people would recognize that helmet as, as oh my God, that's the, that's the clone that shot Obi-Wan down. And it would be like the perfect parallel to that moment with Anakin where he sees the vision. Exactly. Yeah. Your mind. There was like also a conversation that I um had with another friend of the pod, Fern, who mm-hmm. is host of one of the hosts of Star Wars English class. Listen to that podcast. Um, but we were talking about, or rather, <laughs> Fern sent me their like thoughts about the parallels Cody and Obi Wan could have had too, if Cody had been in the Obi Wan show of you know both of them dealing with their own like versions of like guilt, Obi Wan you know feeling guilty about Anakin and just. <laughs> And Padme and all of that, and Cody feeling guilty about, you know, almost killing Obi Wan. Cody would have had like this whole like storyline of maybe, you know, like, yeah, I did that, but like, there's other clones who might have been like stronger to like not go or go against the order of like Order sixty six. Like Rex, for instance, you see him struggle with that and is able to, well, with the help of Ahsoka, like break free of that but the fact that Cody didn't at all hesitate maybe he might have had like problems with that later on with the guilt of being like was I just like not a a good enough person where I didn't even like question or fight against trying to kill my my bestie my my boyfriend Obi-Wan Kenobi and I'm still thinking about how they could have drawn those parallels of two boyfriends feeling guilty and feeling bad about things but like learning to overcome their own like problems with obi-wan going off being like i gotta go help leia and then maybe cody realizing his own stuff while helping out luke on tatooine i don't know i would have loved the parallels of of cody being like like luke's lethal protector in the midst of like this plot line that would have been adorable i will say um one of the funniest interpretations of like Cody doesn't really seem to like visibly resist order 66 is like, they were just in a, they were just in a fight. They were in a bad place. And Palpatine's like execute order. He's like, done. I'm on it. Like we're, we're in the, we're in a bad place right now. He's annoying the fuck out of me. I just, he keeps losing his lightsaber and I keep having to I find it. Like what the hell? We haven't gone to dinner in weeks. Like I'm just, I'm so upset. Like, but I do on a, on a more real note, like, I really do want to see him grapple with that because like one of the only clones we really see like during like before, during and after Order 66 that like has to re- live with the reality of it is like Rex. Like we watch him go through it. But um, my one hope for the Bad Batch image is to see a flop that is the Bad Batch season two. 
Um, is the idea that Cody will have a moment where he gets to sort of reconcile and be like, did I like majorly fuck up one of the mo- the people in my life that I care the most about? And like, what were the consequences of that? Because at present, I don't think we've really seen that. I know we haven't seen that from him, like for, for certain. And like, I would love to see him sort of like dealing with the emotional consequences or also interestingly, not doing that, being like, well, whatever. And everyone's like, what do you mean, whatever? Like you shot your boyfriend off of a cliff. He was on a lizard and you blew him up. Like, oh God. But I'm also like, I need someone to tell him that I'll be like, the people in in Star Wars who are like, I'm sad Obi-Wan's gone. I'm like, he's not. Like, we all know he's not. Like, please, I'm begging one person to be like, oh, he's fine. Like, anybody, I'm begging you at this point. Um, I just had a really awful thought. Not that it's going to happen because, you know, Star Wars doesn't like me. But um, the Bad Batch season two opening with a animated uh, reimagining of the scene where he shoots Obi-Wan down that's how it opens and then we get to the bad batch and everyone's like oh my god just to call back to revenge of the sith and everyone who knows who cody is and knows that he and obi-wan had a uh illicit affair during the clone wars is um is just like oh my god this is this is the tone of the season um jennifer corbett if you really cared about gay people you would put that in but okay when you said illicit affair i was like oh my god love a folklore mention exciting (laughs) But to talk is, about is Cody that, a Swifty? Cody oh, is a Swifty, oh, definitely. Oh, a thousand percent. And I know for a fact that he loves August. That is his favorite track on Pokemon. Yes. Yes. As he should. August is amazing. August I said is what I said. Okay. I think um I I believe in Lover Stan Cody, but So true. Okay. <laughs> okay, can we be honest? Uh can someone can someone just transliterate the lyrics of Cruel Simmer to Cody One if you have the time? Oh my god. <laughs> would anyone like to do that? Speaking of the, the Bad Batch, like in the trailer, or at least the longer trailer that was shown at Celebration that lives in my head, rent-free, because you know, when I saw it happen, I was screaming, crying. Um, I didn't throw up, luckily. Uh, the lady sitting next to me was definitely looking at me like I was crazy because like all it took was like <laughs> crosshair saying commander cody and i'm like weeping which by the way cody did have like apparently the second biggest applause at celebration after um hayden christensen appearing on stage that's according to people other people who actually got to see winning and that's That's... how you know that celebration was full of gay people yeah (laughs) yeah it was it was for the girls gays and days that's who celebration was so true absolutely but yeah, Cody in that trailer, it does seem like he was having like a, a moment where it's just like, is what we're doing like really the, the right thing? You know, like a fun little Hauser moment. I know all you girlies out there love Hauser too. So um, give us give some respect to Cody because I feel like he might go down the same path of like, is this the right thing? And Crosshair was being like, good soldiers follow orders. So there's that going for Cody, which now has me worried because I'm just like... <laughs> Cody, please be safe. Crosshair is not in his right mind and could freaking get your ass. But if Hauser made it out of there alive, I am going to hold on to my my little small sliver of hope that Cody will also be safe. Yeah, I think the whole thing is that like, okay, so in Revenge of the Sith, Cody's just like, yeah, nobody could have survived that fall. Obviously, he knows Obi-Wan could have survived the fall. I'm like, this man had plausible deniability, right? 
other clones like because okay if i remember correctly rex was unhelmeted right so we actually got to see like the individual beneath cody and the other most of the other clones were helmeted but then there's a difference between like cody and bly I, my poor little blyla heart i am breaking um bly wouldn't have had the plausible deniability that cody would have had so bly actually had to make sure that the job was done cody could have just cody was just like just shoot him and it's just like oh he fell okay he's dead oh. right he could walk away from that without repercussions right and i'm like it hurts because there was like three types of like different like levels of what the clones could do with that because it's like the unhelmeted ones were still basically individuals because we could see their faces and the others didn't really have that luxury but then there were two sets of like plausible deniability or not right i mean that just hurts me no i get, I get what you're saying there like yeah we didn't see if cody was like actually like struggling in that moment and maybe he like did realize because it's just like oh like i know obi-wan kenobi this man definitely could have lived through that and maybe in that brief moment him, him being like you know what? Yeah, he's he's dead, guys. He definitely didn't make it out of there. Let's just leave it at that. Let's not go after Obi-Wan Kenobi anymore. Don't Let's- search down there. It's fine. It's fine. And and how they hit, like, I think it was like the rock beneath Obi-Wan and Boga. You know that they could have like like actually sniped Boga and Obi-Wan if they really wanted to, right? But they missed. And I'm like, y'all have been fighting in this war for what three years now? And you're professionally like bred for war doesn't doesn't add up to be fair to them it's so hard to see in those helmets because you know i have cody helmet it's so hard to fucking see i tried on um i went to see alia a little bit ago and i tried on their captain rex helmet and can confirm it's for like being blind like there's no there's like a blue visor that's like at your eyebrows and you're like right this is fine i'm doing great you guys like, at least with Mandalorian helmets, they have so much visibility. The clone helmets, they said, what if you didn't want to see anymore? What if you <laughs> wanted to just, like, sort of feel your way through a war? Like, wouldn't that be fun and entertaining? And yeah. they just use the force. <laughs> I like I that, that um, whenever Obi-Wan and Cody get into a fight, Cody just puts his helmet on so he doesn't have to see Obi-Wan. <laughs> you know that meme where it's just like um the grinch and i forget what other like doctor who character where it's just like i like you a lot better with my glasses off sir and then the grinch being like you put those glasses back on and you face the facts and just cody being like i like you a lot better with my helmet on <laughs> and obi-wan being like you take that helmet off and no, you but face I also the love facts the cody. Of, like like them in an argument and, and everyone's like are you even listening cody's like i am paying so close attention right now and like his helmet is on and his eyes are closed he's like i'm so involved in the conversation i just i'm really hearing you and he's like i don't know where we are i don't know what's happening i've been asleep for 20 minutes yeah <laughs> i don't know just- if this is canon um i might have read it in fan fiction but i'm pretty <laughs> sure that the the clones could mute their helmets so they couldn't hear anything. <laughs> Cody just muting Obi-Wan and and playing freaking folklore. <laughs> I just I just love to I've seen enough, I've heard enough, and then they just like mute and put like they put their helmets on and just mute it. And they're like, I'm done here. Not a, not a portable <laughs> sensory deprivation chamber. <laughs> And he only uses it in arguments with Obi-Wan. He, like, they're fighting and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. He clicks the button. He's like, you want to meet me right now? I can still see you. Like, he's a standstill. 
Oh, 100%. Who do we ship Cody with in the Heart Republic era? He saw Selen thinking, he's like, wait, is that Obi-Wan? And he's just like, <laughs> no, wait, no. This, no, is, this is not Obi-Wan. <laughs> I, I gotta say, Cody would treat Stellan right. I'm sorry to Elzar, but Elzar, like, I'm not. Elzar, I'm not don't... sorry to Elzar. I'm not sorry to Elzar. <laughs> I apologize for that. Doesn't man. deserve Stellan sometimes. Like, you saw how he was treating Stellan in in the Fallen Star. Just like, bro, Elzar, Stellan is obviously in love with you, and you're over here being like, damn, I miss Avar. Which, like, that's fair because Avar, Chris, what? she's very, yeah. she's very. Yes, and Slay, and I love yeah. her too. But like, may I propose Commander Cody and Cantum Psy? Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh my god, god. So true. Yes. Cantum, you're right. Cantum yeah. would, Cantum would treat Cody the way Cody deserves yes. to be treated. Exactly. The they would be. They would be the the ideal partner for Cody. I think also because yeah. I think what Cody requires is emotional stability. Yeah. Because that Cody's yeah. like, no, I'm so stable. Okay. Has anyone in here watched Fleabag? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Anyway, there's a character in there named Claire, and I think that Cody's a lot very similar insofar as, like, Cody's like, I'm fine all the time. I'm actually so great. It takes real work to be this happy. And then, like, the second the door closes, sobbing, crying on the ground. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I know that to be true. So I'm just saying that perhaps Kingdom's like, remember that? Because Kingdom's like, I am very stable. And Cody's like, what is that like? Like, how would you do that? If Cody, freaking, <laughs> Cody, like, um, putting the helmet on, being like, yeah, I'm fine. And then crying in the helmet. And Cantum's just like, it's okay. You don't have to put the helmet on. Visible, visible tears coming, like, out of the neckline <laughs> of the just, helmet. Just the and one. Cantum's like, just the are one you okay? Tears. Like, what are you wearing? I do think that Cody, much like he is a queer elder for Luke, he would also be a queer elder for Kitrip and Jom, because my sweet little gay boys from the rising storm deserve all the love uh yeah he'd be like kip you d- you don't need to pretend that you don't need to hide who you are you can just be your fabulous self be who you are yeah and that's how we kick off pride month in the republic not be who you, you are Cody Cody. Is the one who introduces- <laughs> he's like we should have a pride and then i'm just like what are you talking about like we are already like like there's a bunch of gay people here like what are you talking about we don't have to have pride that's just every day for us i just had the thought though that i think that wreath silas would meet cody and he'd be like a cool uncle like kind of thing like he'd <laughs> you know be what? like no cody is so cool like you guys he's like he can, he can use a gun i don't know how Reith, to use one of those but, like it's really cool i i now i'm thinking like wreath like being like oh yeah i just really admire commander cody and <laughs> bell being like do you have like a, a hero crush on Commander Cody? <laughs> uh, I do think that that Cody would meet Reith Silas and Reith er, and Reith would be like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm really into women. And, and Cody would be like, oh honey, oh honey, no. <laughs> Cody no, no, I, I know what you was are like, was like no, literally, no, Cody walks up and he's like, who is that little gay boy in the robes? <laughs> He's wonderful, but like, does he know? Does anyone know? <laughs> just like, is, he, is, he doesn't know this yet. Is, this it's is okay. Post, this is post Comac going full Twilight and sprinting into the woods. <laughs> RIP. Now I'm just thinking about the concept of, of Comac joining the Cullen family. <laughs> no! Stop. Why not? I, mean, I know what you no, are. We can't Say do it. this. Stop. <laughs> oh my God. No, we can't I do can't this. Guys, Comic Vitus joined the Cullen family. What do we do about that? 
Anyway, remember Commander Cody, the character we're here to talk about today? That's yeah. Crazy. I feel like, like I'm not the person getting as deeply off track as last, usual. Right? Last thing about Cody and the High Republic, I do think that after Comac does join the Cullen family, um, Cody is the one who sets up Bell and Reef. So no, you're true. right. You're right. You're so right. true. I think what we've learned here today is that every single Star Wars character that has ever existed needs to just go to the High Republic and everything yeah. would be better. Yeah. The ones who are there can just stay there. Like just, Yoda? Like, no, see, that's actually Who's the real supreme? reason Cody got lost. He saw Yoda and he's just like, oh, that's, I know that little green fuck. And he's just like, <laughs> and then he's just like, oh, wait, this is not the right time period. He's just like, they're wearing, what are they wearing? These robes are more Yas and Slay. I do not remember my <laughs> Jedi like being this Yas and Slay. No, no, this is literally Cody's Umbrella Academy era. Like, that's what's <laughs> happening to him. He just keeps getting time traveled around. Cody is five. <laughs> not Cody is five. Yes, yes, I'm going to need you to stop right there. <laughs> I'm going to need you. I literally had a conversation last night with Jess about, I'm, okay, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop talking now. Um, do <laughs> you, we want to get into um, some Cody lore? Some, yeah, some, some, cat- some Cody yeah. lore. So how much do y'all know about like Cody in like canon or legends? So I actually know nothing about him in Legends. Uh, I would love to be enlightened on that because in my usual sense, I refuse to do research. Um, so I know about him, like where I've seen him in the canon but I didn't really know he even like had a presence in Legends, to be honest. I know that A, he is a legend, and B, that I've been in love with him since I first saw him in Revenge of the Sith. And honestly, looking back, that was probably when I realized I was queer. So Extremely I was like man. eight, you know. So yeah, that's, that's basically it. Um, because I am a Legends anti, I don't know anything about Cody in Legends. Sorry to out myself on the podcast. Um, I don't care for legends. Uh, if you do, that's totally cool. Yeah, go you. Be who you are. Um, not me, though. Uh, I do know about Cody in canon, however. Commander Cody is the Marshal Commander of the 212th Attack Battalion, uh, which is Obi-Wan's Battalion, um, which is also a part of the 7th Sky Corps. Uh, which contains 36,864 clone troopers. Uh, so in all in all, Cody is a girl boss because he yeah. does uh, he's in charge of a lot. And so when people say mm, Cody's boring, he follows the rules too much. He's not like Rex. I'm like, yeah, but he's busy. Cody yeah. is literally like taking charge of like what could possibly be the population of a, a town. Exactly. He is, he's a busy guy. So, yeah. Uh, beyond that, he is Obi-Wan's boyfriend. I guess that's in Legends. Um, so maybe I'm not Legends anti, but... <laughs> it's only a matter of time. I mean, the Bad Batch right. is out later this summer. That That's canon, though. I'm pretty sure that's canon. If we all say that it's canon, then I think it's canon. So, Cody 1 is canon in the same canon timeline where Trilla actually is fine after Fallen Order. Um, they, they are the same one. This is also the one where, where I almost said Treva, which is close enough, but, like, Trilla is actually in the Obi-Wan show. She's just always, like, out of frame because she's she's fine. Yeah. And that's the same timeline where Cody 1 is canon and everything's great. 
Yeah. I was so afraid you were yes. going to say something like in the same lines of how Quizzy just being a skinny icon in <laughs> Trilla is just always turned to her side. And she's also Trilla is such a skinny, skinny icon. icon that when she's turned to the side, she disappears. So she was just there the entire show. No. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I thought you were going with that first second, but luckily you didn't. No, she's just always like standing like just outside of frame. And she's always like, does anyone need anything? Like, are you guys good? And they're like, yeah, thank you. But it's like, this is Star Wars. And even if I see a body, I don't think that that character is dead. Right? Now, like, if it's a Jedi and I see a Force ghost, I'm like, okay, obviously, like, you've, you've died. But until I see a body, and I mean, like, actually, like, seeing a body get burned i'm like you're alive right because i don't i don't trust after what happened with maul i'm like i just don't trust it so even if like the end of jfo i'm like trilla's still alive like i didn't see nobody no body no crime right like exactly she's, exactly she's this, fine. Will, this will also be me if anything were to happen to cody i'm just like no that's that's not real i'm sorry <laughs> but um getting back to to legends i guess because but um, disclaimer, I only know this stuff from um, spending numerous hours on Commander Cody's canon and legends Wikipedias one night when I was prepping for this. Uh, but according to like Wikipedia and what happens in legends, this probably is actually part of like some, some of like Karen Travis's works, which also that's another reason why I don't care much about some of the legend stuff, if it's You're written true. by Karen Travis You're specifically, true. I'm like... I am a Karen Travis anti. Yes, Actually, yeah, I yeah. have read a Legends novel. Um, it's called the 2008 Clone Wars novelization. Don't so read true. it. But uh, in that, you know, Cody starts working for the Empire, which we'll see in The Bad Batch, because that's also happening there, too. Because, you know, what else are the, the clones really going to do after Order 66? They don't got anything else to do. But yeah, he starts working for the Empire. He is one of the people training the new stormtroopers. So basically, Crosshair has stolen his job in canon. And he goes, actually, he goes back to Kamino, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, he is training new stormtroopers on another, like, another city on Kamino, which I'm forgetting the name, Tamira City. And, like... Cody's kind of like seems like he's depressed <laughs> because he's just like uh, things aren't like what they used to be and also like doesn't seem like the stormtroopers like Cody very much either so that's kind of like sad hate that for for legends Cody homophobic of them yeah I think the stormtroopers think like Cody's like too like strict and I'm just like leave him alone he's just <laughs> he's just a guy going through like problems <laughs> He had, he had to kill his boyfriend, but he didn't actually kill his boyfriend. He doesn't even know his boyfriend is alive in, in this timeline. Oh, the Legends timeline. Um, if no one has anything left to say about Legends, real quick, let's jump back into canon. Um, the first, like, chronological thing that we see, other than, I think, the the Clone Wars movie, um, he's not in it much, but the scenes that he is in, he's literally, like, roundhouse kicking droids in the face um and who says he's not sly i'm sorry we have problems um but the next chronological appearance that he's in is in the battle of christophsis episodes uh which uh take place 
before the Clone Wars movie, I believe, actually. Yeah. Um, but in, like, season three of the Clone Wars, like, it is interesting. Uh, however... It's, it's always weird how, like, the, the first couple seasons of Clone Wars was, like, weirdly out of order. Yeah. They're just like, let's just talk about these certain stories, which is just like, why couldn't you have done it in chronological order, besties? Dave Filoni, what were you thinking? I mean, it is pretty on brand for Star Wars, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, so true. Um, but in that arc, he it, it's the arc where Ventress is there too and flirts with Obi-Wan. I, I just think that was probably a rough day for Cody. Uh, really having this like drop-dead gorgeous woman just be flirting with your boyfriend is always going to be Cody's tough. rough day. We, can't, we have to stop. We can't yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up Timothy Zahn's to... award-winning novel Rough Day about, you know, <laughs> Thrawn and Eli Vanto. We're talking are about we Cody. ever are we ever going to escape the clutches and the shackles of Rough Day as a piece of work? Like, are no, we ever? Gonna unfortunately, be not. It's not the More more of a mon- monumental piece of Star Wars media than most Star Wars media is. Um, and I would agree with that. I would honestly oh, yeah. like the Iliad is so flop in comparison. Like, few works of Western so literature true. really match up. But Cody and Ventress anyway, Commander and, Cody. <laughs> yeah. In in that arc, we see um Rex and Cody really teaming up. You know, they they go after the clone Slick, who has teamed up with Ventress. Um, and this is where we see Cody shine. He is he has tactical brilliance, he is a girl boss at his core. Um, and we see this more out more throughout the Clone Wars as well. Uh, in in my favorite Clone Wars arc, um, the Ryloth arc, where they meet Numa, he's also in that one. Um, that one, I think that there was something going on between him and Obi Wan uh, because they were a little bit distant, um, except for the except for the scene where it's like a blink and you miss it. Cody does like give a little side eye to to Obi Wan. It's like a sexy side eye though, like it's like something that you very much need to watch over and over again um until it's ingrained in your brain now i gotta go back and watch the (laughs) rilo i'm like trying to think what other arcs was Cody in in the the clone Wars. oh my gosh is it time to talk about my favorite clone wars arc of all time actually the geonosis arc because because really it starts out with just perfection uh cody and obi-wan are conversing as they are walking towards the gunships and obi-wan asks cody like oh were you at geonosis like the first time and um and cody says no uh he wasn't and then um obi-wan is like oh well you didn't miss much like i was i was chained to a pole and fed to like large monsters and oh yeah that scene and Cody's just like that sounds entertaining and I'm like what do you mean by that what do you mean by that Cody it was very gay of him to say that he was also in um uh the domino squad arc like rookies one of my favorite episodes oh I'm sorry like the fruit alarms were going off when Cody was like that's entertaining and it's like no 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 elaborate for a second please don't be shy what do you mean entertaining I would yeah. love to know more about that. Like, was it entertaining? I'm sure, in the way like that, Cody like, wants to know thought? about that too. That's why he said. But I'm like, I'm like, y'all did not write that for no reason. Like, I don't know. It is that I like hear things like straight people write, and I'm like, there's no way you don't realize what you just said, right? Like, yeah. come on. 
being then inherent you just homoeroticism. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, just the inherent homoeroticism yeah. of being in a war with your 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 bros. It yeah. is very Thrawn twenty seventeen core. Like I, <laughs> this is not this is not like this is not maybe other podcast. However, when I read Thrawn twenty seventeen, I was texting the Repops group chat live updates of me reading it. And I got to the point where Thrawn is like, you hold my words in your hands. And I'm like, you got, y'all are gay. Y'all are like Pride and Prejudice level gay. Like, what are you doing? You no, exactly. like going to be like, you may only call me Lizzie when you're deeply in love with me. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, this is... <laughs> no. like that's Cody and Obi-Wan core. It, I yeah. think it very much is. That, like, I just care about you. And I'm like, no. no and this is, why, this is why... Timothy Zahn needs to write the two 12th Attack Battalion novel. Exactly. Because if he can do anything, it's it's write accidental gay men. And and Timothy Zahn, if you're listening now, get started. Yeah. Editor Tom, I I know you listen to our podcast sometimes. If you're listening to this editor Tom, can you talk to Timmy? <laughs> do we- can you tell Timmy to do this for the for the gays in the audience, please? Yes. We all want it. We need it. It's it's something that is a need. It's not a want. It's like oxygen or water. We need it to survive as queer Star Wars fans. No, you're absolutely right. Continuing with the Geonosis arc, I do think um, there is another scene after uh, Obi-Wan's like, gunship goes down and then everyone's like, oh, what's going on? And Cody is like, there he's literally in the middle of a battle he's getting shot at and his first priority is finding obi-wan and yes you could be like oh well that's because he's literally a jedi and the general of his battalion but like let's be realistic here it's because they're in love we know better (laughs) Mm -hmm. we know better as people who can consume media critically that that is exactly what they meant by putting that in there it was intentional. It was just like it was it was necessary. And I feel like not enough people are talking about it in like a real academic way, like with analysis. Like it's very that. To be fair, I'm enamored with Commander Cody as a character because like he really doesn't have like a huge amount of like solo moments. Like we see a lot, like like Rex, for example, and Fives like both have like a lot more screen time to like personally develop. So I'm very interested. I'm always wondering, I'm like, why are the gays like white knuckled to this man? Like, I don't, but like, I don't have an answer, but I'm just like, I find it funny. I I feel like few other like characters in, especially like in the Clone Wars, where there's like a lot of characters get this like fan treatment of like, I will die for him. And it's like, right. But like, why? And it's like, I don't know, but I will. If asked, yeah. if it came down to it, I would do that. Yeah, like, I know that the clones, like, have such a massive, like, lo- like they, the clones get all the love from the queer Star Wars fans. But it's Cody specifically that I noticed the most. And I'm like, you know what? He deserves it. Yas Queen, slay, slay, slay. Because, you know, he's Cody. He deserves every, every little bit of love and more screen time. Seriously, give us more screen time, Star Wars. He needs it. He deserves it. Lucasfilm, I'm outside of your studio right now (laughs) demanding the Commander Cody content. Lucasfilm, I'm in your walls. Let's get into it. This is going to get your ass, Lucasfilm. For legal reasons, though, this is a joke. (laughs) For legal reasons, this is all a joke. I think there is something about uh, a story about a character in particular who is 
like very visibly close to um, uh, a, a, another character. And then like, yes, in this scenario in, in Star Wars, he like shoots him down. But I also think that there's something to be said about like, oh, if, you know, they're so close and he was not able to live out the rest of his life, whatever that looked like with Obi-Wan, it's very queer. It is very queer. Um, and I think it, why people attach more to Cody, like, you know, even if it's subconsciously, is because we don't have a lot of screen time. You can project any kind of scenario onto him that molds around what we do know about him, which is that he is very loyal uh, and that he is very close to Obi-Wan. And so when you view that, it's going to be like, oh, well, why is that? Whereas a character like Rex or Fives, like we were saying, has a lot of screen time and we know more about them. Um, and so, yes, Rex did shoot at Ahsoka, but we know so much about their relationship that it's there's nothing to even like project onto that. You know, we know so much. It's so concrete um, because they get so much screen time. Uh, and so it's like, oh, here's a character that I can, that I see queer qualities in and that I can relate to. Um, and so, you know, it's that. And so it's also when I think um, people like very much hate on Commander Cody for literally no reason. And then everyone's like, I, everyone's like, oh, that's interesting. Like he's gay. And it's like, no, it's so much more than that though, because don't like come for a character that a community of people who is very severely underrepresented in this franchise latches onto so much. It is, it is giving homophobia. It is giving, I, we don't give a fuck. Like it's really gross. So true. It's a bad look. I would also say um, something I think about a lot, especially just like in media in general, is that whenever you have two men in a military relationship, a lot of straight writers will give them this, like, I would die for you no matter what. And it's like, right. So we've actually jumped the gun a little bit and we've entered the territory of homosexuality because men don't just say that to one another. But like, you have a lot of these like military stories where it's like, oh, I'd follow you into battle. And it's like, um, that's a little, like it's giving fruit basket, I think in my, in, from where I'm standing. And I think that's why I also like, I find those two characters so compelling because like Cody's loyalty while it is an in-character trait for him to have, like, just who he is and the position he's in, like, Sage was saying, like, it's kind of gay, though. Like, why are you as a man loyal to another man? Perhaps we can unpack that a bit. But, like, I, I think that's part of what makes them so compelling as, as characters. And I think it's also why we rarely see, like, when we talk about Cody, we're, we're often talking about, like, Cody and Obi-Wan, like, as a collective, which is also why I'm, like, I'm not saying we need a Commander Cody solo novel, but I'm just saying if someone wanted to write it, I would love it because I feel like he deserves that like, like time by himself as a character and as a person. But I just, I find it very funny that they happen to be in this like general commander relationship that uh, more often than not ends up becoming queer coded on its own, like without the writers intentionally doing that. I feel like you can argue that on on his own, Cody is also kind of queer coded. Like not, I said I would do this, but not to bring supernatural into this. But like, <laughs> well, we didn't sorry. have Claudia and Ollie, so someone had to do it. Yeah, yeah I had well. to do it. I I apologize again. I'm just a menace to this, huh? Um, I like I think a lot about with that show is like 
this dichotomy of like what the show wants to be and what it actually is is like kind of a fundamentally queer idea like that's kind of what camp is um and I think that Cody as a character is like he comes off as this like very like people think he's like a a rules guy like super vigilant all that stuff but when you see him in action like again he's like roundhouse getting droids like he punches Grievous in the face he's not that person and that dichotomy itself is like that feels queer to me I think like Noah was saying about this whole like oh they're so um like oh I would die for you all this stuff in media I'm not saying in real life I'm saying in media if that dynamic was between a man and a woman they would yeah everyone would be like that is a romantic couple exactly thank you for saying that because it is absolutely true nobody nobody would question it you wouldn't have people being like oh can't they just be like can't they just be like two a man a male character and a female character without you pushing like a romance no they would be like yeah they're totally gonna end up together they're end game yeah you're right do we want to move on to like some some q a like type questions let's do it yeah okay so like this first one is um i mean i think sage briefly like got into her before or was it Noah? someone i'm forgetting i'm sorry but just like why do you personally like commander cody i mean i'll go first he's just a funky little guy (laughs) i feel like with all my glove shadows it's like i just like him (laughs) not much more complicated than that um like i do yeah i do think that like like I talked about before, there is, there's something to him. There's definitely substance. Like people who say he's boring, they are wrong. Um, but at the end of the day, he's a funky little guy who I love very much. I would say my answer is is deeply similar. Like I, I like him because I like who he is in the story. I think he's like a cool character, but like overall, if it's like, why do I enjoy like reading things about him or like engaging with content about him? I just think he's fun. I think he's very slay. I I like the relationship he has to a lot of my other favorite characters. Like, I like his interactions, but I don't really have, like, a set of specific reasons. I think, like, of the clones, um, he and Rex are probably my favorite just because they're very interesting to me. And I, I like their dynamics with other characters in a way that is not always there with some of the other clones. But, like, yeah, I, I think that's probably it. Like, I think, I think Ella put it best. He's just a funky little guy, and I enjoy him for that reason. I also think that he's a funky little guy, but on like a deeper level, I like Cody because unlike most of the other clones that are named and get like a like a personality on the on the shows and in the media um, who are very like, oh, I'm not like other clones, you know, like Rex is very much like love Rex, not slandering him at all. But how the how the show portrays him is very much oh, I'm not like other clones. Like I take risks and I do this, even though he doesn't necessarily start off that way. It definitely is his arc. Um, And like, same with fives, obviously fives, but like other, like, you know, (laughs) yes, yes. I'm very much blonde. Like I'm blonde, bitch. Like anyways, it's very much like that, Jess. Um, But I think that Cody is like, the clones, how they were made was like, oh, I'm here to follow orders and I'm here to be like a a, a loyal soldier and blah, blah, blah. And yes, Rex is like that. Yes, Fives is like that for the most part. But Cody really just like 
has this loyalty to the republic and to doing the right thing yes he goes out like doesn't always follow directions obi-wan is his general like he you know that's the example that is being set but um i do think like there's a there is a part in dark disciple spoilers for dark disciple um quinlan voss is it has turned to the dark side and uh breaks both of commander cody's legs um i maybe christy golden why would you put that in there uh that was personally an attack on me but the first thing that cody does is obi-wan asks him if he's okay and the first thing cody does is say is tell him the direction that quinlan boss went and it's like okay I like Obi-Wan just asked you if you're good, like if you're like alive because he's worried about you. And the first thing you do is you put like that duty that, you know, you he is in charge of so many troopers, over 36,000 troopers. He knows his place in the war, in the chain of command. And he is so loyal to that, that he will do anything for that. But he also has heart we can see that when he literally like i said earlier when we were talking about the genosis arc is looking for obi-wan above all else so we know that he is not just some like slave to the republic like some people on tiktok say he is uh he has a, a personality and a heart and he loves very deeply but he also has a loyalty to the Republic and to the right, doing the right thing. So that's my little deep, like, this is why I love Commander Cody so much, but also, yeah, he's just a little gay guy. So, yeah. Yeah. To echo everybody else. Yes. Cody is just a little guy. He's an absolute darling. And basically, yeah, everything that you said, Sage, as well, just because I remember when I was reading that part in Dark Disciple, I was just like, oh my God, Cody, Cody, are you okay? No, I, we're asking you if you're okay. And like, it just, it hurt because, you know, at the same time, like, I think he knew that, you know, hey, if I tell him that I'm in pain or that I need like help right now, that's going to become his number one priority. Like Cody is very much one of those leaders and one of those soldiers who's just like, hey, yeah, I may not be doing okay right now, but I can put that on hold because what's going on is super important. and. You know, that's just something that I see in like a lot of my friends. And like I mentioned earlier, I've I've loved this this clone man since I was eight years old, I, 2005, when I first saw Revenge of the Sith. And just at that time, like I was going through not, not to get like super personal, but I was going through a time trademark like it was a lot for me. And so I didn't really feel like I had, you know, a real sense of who I was, who like, did I really have a personality? Did I really have a voice? Was I just another kid? And, you know, basically one of the only clones get named. We, he's like, well, I think one of the only ones we see without his helmet on. And he's having like, just a little bit of back and forth banter with my favorite Jedi. And I'm like, like that really gave me perspective. Like, holy shit, there's how many clones and you know, there's how many kids in this world, right? I matter because Cody matters. 
you know, and then, you know, coming out four years later was a lot. (laughs) But again, I felt security in that, like, closeness, because I was like, hey, I matter because this character who is literally just basically treated by most of the Republic as just another face, as just another clone, because he matters, right? It's just, yeah, that's, that's why I love Cody. That was beautiful. Some of y'all have really good reasons for liking Cody. And then uh, I think maybe a few of you might know my, my Cody backstory. My personal, like, reason why I like Cody is, you know, I'm a newer Star Wars fan. I didn't really get into Star Wars until, like, the end of, like, 2020, you know, when Mando Season 2 was, like, coming out. I had, like, seen the sequels and, like, um, Mando Season 1 and then decided let's, like, watch all the movies that I'd briefly seen some of, like, the other movies before, but, like, hadn't really, like, cared much about what was going on. And then... I started being on Star Wars TikTok <laughs> and there was one of those um those audios that just like you know my name my age my favorite Sith Lord <laughs> and um when I got to like favorite clone I was like I haven't seen um the Clone Wars because at this point in um in my life I was afraid to watch the Clone Wars because I'm um, I knew people were like oh the Clone Wars made me like Anakin Skywalker and I was like I cannot go down that road right now so I was I was really afraid and I was avoiding watching the Clone Wars. And then I was just like, I don't know any of the clones, but I want to do this like audio. I was just like, wait, what was that one clone in Revenge of the Sith? <laughs> the one who was hanging out with um with my bestie, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I was like, Cody? Yeah, sure. He seems cool. He's friends with Obi-Wan. I know he tried to shoot him, but he's 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 a cool guy. So I picked Cody. And then after that, I kept like seeing people. Being like, if Cody is your favorite clone, you know, then you're you're boring or, you know, you don't really have like taste. And I was just like, obviously, I was like, I, I take this as a personal offense. <laughs> I was like, I don't know anything about this man, <laughs> but now I am ride or die for him. But then I did watch the Clone Wars and stuff. And I was just like, actually, yeah, I think I picked <laughs> I picked well because he seems very yes and slay. And though, yeah, he's. He, like we talked about briefly earlier, he has like, maybe because like he doesn't have like a real like set personality like Rex or Fives or like the Bad Bad. <laughs> like he has potential, I feel, to be something great. And maybe I just projecting onto Cody also. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, this is my funky little guy now and I am ride or die for him. And if you insult Commander Cody... I take that as a personal offense and I will, (laughs) I'm in your walls already and we're going to have some problems again for legal reasons. That is a joke. Yeah. The Bad Batch does have the potential to make Cody this amazing character, an amazing dynamic and multiple dimensional character, or, or it could completely ruin him. I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid of like the echoification of Commander Cody. No. And I, so at least he has his melanin. I'm sorry, I'm going to cut that out. Please. Please. No, don't cut that out because you're completely <laughs> right. You're saying what we're all thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't whitewash Cody. Please. Well, from the trailer, he seemed fine. Unlike the rest God. of the band batch. Yeah. So, so, they, so they can do it. They just no, don't. They can. 
They yeah. can. They just they chose how. not to. They just chose. Okay, sure. Okay, so uh, here's the next question. This is from um, at We Made Boats on Twitter. What are the hypotheses on how Cody got the scar on his temple? Like, what do you? I'm not sure if they ever mentioned that in anywhere in canon. What do you? How do you guys think Cody got the scar on his on the side of his face? He was peeling garlic or something. Making he was making Obi Wan dinner. That's Just a kitchen <laughs> mishap. This you is know. why you have sharp knives, kids. Like blunt knives are actually what causes most kitchen injuries. Knife related injuries. I know this because I went to culinary school. I, okay. I know seriously, that's my favorite actual, that's my favorite little piece of Jess Laura's that they went to culinary school. Um, I I also think it's a kitchen mishap. I, I don't know what angle you'd have to do this at for it to create a scar in like that shape. But I feel like he was just like making like a bagel with cream cheese and he was like, all the butter knives are dirty right now. So I'm going to use like a steak knife. And then he just like slipped really bad. No, <laughs> You know what it is? You know what it is? It, it, it kind of is in the shape of an ice cream scoop. <laughs> ice no, because you're so right. No, no, because he's like, it was like really solid ice cream. He like, it's like slammed upward just right across the board. And everyone just hears him like scream in the kitchen. And he's like, what the fuck did you do? And he's like bleeding profusely. He's like, oh, it's fine. We don't need to go to the hospital. It's whatever. And he's like, no, no, we do. Yeah, we do, like, immediately. The I idea that, it, like, his yeah. scar in canon is, like, he was, like, a dramatic battle. And we're like, oh, yeah, no, like, an ice cream scoop. It was just, it was so such solid ice cream, but just, like, straight through the forehead. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. I feel like it was something that, like, it just happened while he was doing his clone training. And he was like, I'm never going to fall and bash my head off of a rifle ever again. Um, also speaking as someone who has done that, it hurts. Uh, I'm lucky it did not scar. Uh, it was traumatizing enough. I've also closed my hand in like the part where you put the pellet in. It's a lot. Um, yeah, so it was a training thing, but also could have been a kitchen thing. I'm liking all of this. Um, I do think that a possibility could be after like after Cody's first sleepover with Obi-Wan he like wakes up in the morning and like checks out Obi-Wan's lightsaber and is like whoa this is cool and like accidentally turns it on and it like grazes <laughs> the side of his face I really like that these are all very good I I honestly didn't think about like how would he have gotten that scar it probably Maybe I think he was hanging out with Rex on like a mission and the two of them were goofing off. You know how like um in the the one of the rookie arcs like about the the Domino squad, like the one that where we lose heavy, unfortunately, and most of the rest of the Domino squad except Echo and Five. Rest in peace, heavy. But like, you know, when um Rex has the little droid head, like something like that where <laughs> maybe Cody <laughs> And Rex were messing around with little droid head and um, it went off and blasted or like hit Cody in the face. And it's just like, oh shit, I'm so sorry, Cody. And and Cody being like, it's okay, Rex. Do, do I at least have a cool scar or something? And I was like, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry, bro. You look so cool. Okay, the next question was again from <laughs> We Made Boats on Twitter. Um, does anyone think Cody has hidden tattoos? Tramp stamp. I rest my case. What kind of tramp Why stamp? I... A butterfly. A butterfly tramp stamp? I yes. I'm just kidding. 
I mean, I'm I'm not kidding. I'm kidding like a little bit. Um, I I do think he would have tattoos. Uh, I think he would also be that person that he's like, as long as you can cover it with your business clothes, it's fine. So like, he's like, it's not it's not visible when he's in his blacks. But I do think he I think he'd be a chest tattoo guy. I don't know about arms, but I think he'd have a chest piece. Uh, I I do stand by my my tram stamp theory though. I don't know what it says, but I know it also involves writing of some kind. Yeah. Okay, um, I do think that he has like 212 tattooed somewhere. Where it is, I can't tell you. I want to say ankle that's tattoo. The tramp stamp. No, because... no, 212 is the tramp stamp. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Okay, maybe this one's the ankle tat. Uh, just the letter K and like the fanciest arabesque that you could fucking have. And people are like, what is that for? And he's like, uh, but really it's for Kenobi. <laughs> He could like you know because there's that headcanon about like even though the the clones never like t- speak in Mandoa or that we know of, but you know the headcanon about like Cody actually like his actual name was Kote, which is the Mandoa word for for glory, and he could just pass it off and being like you know K for for Kote, but then he's just like no it's K for Kenobi. Yes, yes, that's it. Perfect. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna take it up a step further. He has a portrait of Obi-Wan on his shoulder. However, it's horribly done. Like, it's bad. It's not good. So, he like, he has it under the blacks. But, like, he, he does not show it to anyone. He's horribly embarrassed. No, I he like, gets home and he's like, babe, I got a tattoo of you. Do you like it? And Obi-Wan's like, holy shit. I like the idea that, like, one of the other clones is the one who gave him the tattoo. When they're, like, super drunk out of their minds and, like, 79s, right? And then he's just like, oh my god, babe, I got the sickest tattoo of you. And Obi-Wan's just like, is that supposed to be me? Yeah, Obi-Wan's like, do you think I look like that? Like, genuine question, not trying to be an ass about it. But no, and then, like, Cody has to get it covered with, like, an actual, like, a nice shoulder piece. And then everyone's like, wow, that's a cool tattoo. Is this, like, why did you get that? He's like, no reason. I just, I really liked uh, the artistry of it. Yeah, no motivation there. Thank you. So mine is like out of pocket. I just thought of it. Um, I really enjoy the idea of Cody having a tattoo of Shakti. Um, <laughs> Why <laughs> Shakti specifically? <laughs> okay, the milk of all the clones. I guess yeah. <laughs> because like having a tattoo of your mom. Yes, it's a mom tattoo. <laughs> And it's on his shoulder. And also um, a tattoo of Django Fett as well. Mom and dad. Oh my god. Okay, no, no, no. Because I don't know about a shock tea tattoo, but I know for a fact, if we're going with this, Cody would have like a tattoo that's like a heart and then like a banner that says I heart mom on it or something like that. Like, <laughs> I know for a fact he would no. do that. Okay, yes. But it, I, you still have to bring shock tea into it. The heart is red. The heart is red like Shakti is, and the outline of it is in gray and white stripes. I can't <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. I'm so, and I'm just going to put it out there. He's not the only one that has that. Oh, definitely. Oh, no. There's got to be other clones. clones. Him and Fives have matching tattoos. <laughs> Him and Fives? 100%. Oh my God. I would, I would like to think that like every tattoo Cody has was the result of like a drunken mishap with the exception of the K like that was like a deliberate decision but like the 212 tram stamp he's like why does my back hurt so much and they're like huh funny story about that actually and he's like what the fuck are you talking about I was also gonna suggest like freaking 
tattoo somewhere of like Obi-Wan's lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, okay, that on his wrist. Would be like, would be and then he's just like, Have you seen this lightsaber? <laughs> I'm looking for it. My general dropped it somewhere again, like an idiot. <laughs> Okay, no, and the thing is, like, he gets it for Obi-Wan, but he passes it off as, like, a like a photo reference. He's like, I stopped wanting to carry in, like, a hollow of this thing. Like, it looks like this. Have you seen it anywhere? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's over there. And he's like, thank you. Like, it's practical. He, yeah, no, he's like, and I was like, why do you have that? He's like, well, he keeps losing it, so I figured it'd be nice to have, like, a visual aid. Uh, if he ever gets another lightsaber, I'll, I'll just get a different one on top of it. Thanks. I also like, you know, the like the very like basic anklet tattoos that people get just a wave and people are like why a wave and he's like well you see I grew up on Camino <laughs> no okay also similar to that a little one line sun tattoo I think I know for a fact he would probably have that I also have the idea of him having like and I mean like like millennial white woman wave like like a single no, yeah. one and he's like the ocean is just like so important to me. Like I just feel very connected to it because like I grew up on Camino and all the clones like everybody did. I don't know what you're going on about. Like you're not special. He's like, you guys don't really get it. Like the sea, like she's just so different to me personally. Like you wouldn't understand. I love the idea of like bracelet girly Cody, if that makes sense. Like he's really into like beachy vibes. If I, I'm just, I'm on a tangent now, but I'm thinking about it. No, uh, freaking Cody with the, the beach like themed like bathroom in his house. No, <laughs> literally Cody. The, the clamshell porcelain dish for soap. Yeah. Canonical characters that have little wave tattoos on their ankles are Commander Cody and Elzar Man. So no! true. <laughs> that is that is actually true. Yes. Elzar said in the chat has. that Cody's on the beach from old. Cody is not on the beach the from old. Yeah, they're they he he got off a of Camino. He's fine. Crosshair, on the other hand, he's still there as far as we know. But like, it's fine. Crosshair is on the beach from old. Crosshair is trapped on the beach from old. Yeah, that's I where they left him know. at the end of Bad Batch. I do, I do think that Elzar Man has a wave tattoo, but not after the Fallen Star. It's a pre-Fallen Star tattoo because he's like, no, because come on, is Elzar Man not? We cannot do the California game again. But like, is Elzar Man not like? a person who grew up outside, well, he's from the Bay Area, canonically. But he's like, I just, like, I grew up by the water. Like, it means so much to me. But, like, the water in question is, like, Bodega Bay. I can't with this. It's not good. I'll stop there, because we'll get off on, like, a horrible tangent, but I'm just gonna put that out there. Bodega Bay, girly, Elzar, man, you mean so much to me. The next question that we have is um, from at Padawan's THR on Twitter. And it was, how did Cody get his name? Which, you know, canonically, again, <laughs> we don't know how Cody picked his name, but there is that, like, fun, funky, fresh headcanon that li- yeah. lives in my mind rent-free about the Mandela word Cote, and yeah. then just people fucking it up, and Cody being like, yeah, sure, fine, it's it's Cody, even though, in reality, it's Cote. I would, I, I don't know about, like, like the... the uh, I like the idea that it's Kote. I also like the idea that that was a name that was given to him, not necessarily chosen. And then, because like, I don't know. I feel like Cody's not the type of person to name himself the word Ooh, for glory. Definitely. Like, I feel like that's something that, like someone would be like, I think this is a trait of yours that you express. And then that's like, he carries that with him. Um, but I, I do think that that, I do think his name is Co- is Kote, and I do think that it's it's the Mandoa word. And I'm obsessed with the idea of him being like, well, my new name is Kote, and Rex is like, Cody? And he's like, yep, 
Thank you. Yeah, because because I don't think the clones actually speak Mandoa, so they'd just be like, "What?" I love the idea of like like Cody wanted to learn Mandoa, so he did, but like nobody else did. So that he's like, "Yeah, this is my name," and they're like, "Right, okay, well, I'm fives because my number is five. And he's like, "Right, totally." He's they're like, "They're like, why'd you pick that?" And he's like, "It's not cool. No other reason. Thank you. Bye." Cody suffers from like one of the, the Star Wars names that is just a basic ass name. George Lucas. I want to understand your mind sometimes, but also I'm scared of what's going on in, in there, George Lucas. But why did why did you pick the name Cody? That's so interesting. I always think about that. Like there's so many other like cool names out there. Not that Cody isn't cool. Sorry to any Cody's out there. I love I love people in Star Wars with regular ass names. Shout out to to my boy Dennis from Falling Spawn or the Rising Storm. <laughs> but like I I'm a I'm gonna go out of pocket here. They picked all their names in a raffle. <laughs> Cody getting his name via a raffle is really funny. All the two that's objectively so funny. Just picked them out, you know, random. They're I like pretend. getting names like Waxer and Boyle and stuff. And then Cody pulls his out. He's just like, Cody? I will contend that the only, if that's the case, the only clone who didn't do that was Fives. Because like he got a raffle name and he was like, now let's say this name sucks. Hear me out on this. My CT number is 5555. Why don't I just do that? And now say was like, sure. I'm not going to argue this with you. I don't have the energy. Like whatever. I don't even care. Fine. Yeah, I do think that the best clones had their names given to them. Like Echo, pre them stealing his melanin. Um, you know, droid bait, heavy, cut up. And so I'm like, Cody has to be part of that, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it was definitely like a gift from his brothers, which makes it extra special. I'm not getting emotional. The next question um, is from our, our good pal, at Corky Kenobi on Twitter. If you can have like, Cody. Why do you have to involve yourself in literally everything that I do? <laughs> Get away from me. I'm just but, <laughs> Claire, I love you so much. Yeah, Claire's question was, if you could have Cody interact with any character from any era, who would it be and why? I mean, I think we already decided that Cody has to just get into a very intimate relationship with either Camden Sire Cormac Vitus <laughs> post uh, joining the Cullen family. So, no. and I'm not saying that this is like my, like Cody Comac uh, Twilight AU, wherein Cody is Bella, but I think it'd be really funny if nothing else. Uh, mostly just because I love the idea of Cody as portrayed by Kristen Stewart. Cody just sitting there like depressed while it's like doing the pan around like. Oh. Cody walks into a room and Comac's like, you smell like shit. <laughs> like, this sucks. No. No, but in all seriousness, <laughs> I do, um, I think it'd be fun to see him interact with anybody in the higher public, um, mm-hmm. just because, I mean, I don't know, that's, whenever anyone's like, who would you want X to interact with, it's pretty much always the higher public, because those characters feel so distinctly separate from the rest of Star Wars, I think it'd be just interesting to see, specifically, I think it would be really entertaining to have uh, Cody and and Torben interact. I think that'd be really funny. I don't, I can't say why, like, I don't have, like, a reason. I just feel like putting them in the same room would be entertaining as all hell. Daniel, if you're listening to this, give us something. <laughs> yes. Daniel, if you're listening, yes. please put Commander Cody in the higher public. We know you can. <laughs> it won't make any sense, but we'll take it as a sign. Talk to, just to, to me and 
just have him like walking in the background of a shot of a comic or something. And we'll all be like, oh my God, that's Commander Cody. And we won't, no one will question it. We'll just be like, there he is. Yep. Um, so I haven't actually seen him ever interact with Obi-Wan's beautiful family, uh, Satine and Corky. Um, and I think that that would be really beautiful for him and for everyone else, but also everyone from the High Republic. So yeah, that is my answer. I feel like it's it's the, the meeting of the, the Glove Shittos, and I think he should meet Eli Vantos. I was going to say Eli Vantos. Same <laughs> Yeah, no, I like, I, again, I can't really explain why they would get along swimmingly. I, I just want to see it. I want to see it happen. Timothy, you have the power. <laughs> Please. Um, so I have two. Uh, the, uh, the first one um, is Trillicidary. I think that if Commander Cody and Trilla, specifically Purge Trooper Commander Cody, because Purge Troopers and Inquisitors shut up the parallels there that we could draw between them i would scream and cry also i think that they would just be phenomenal together um that dynamic my second one is is chopper there's a scene in the cadaver arc of the clone wars where cody like kneels down <laughs> to talk to r2d2 oh yeah that <laughs> I literally, it's ingrained into my brain. Like you, like it, I'm going to get it tattooed onto the inside of my brain tissue. Um, however, if I, if I was there to witness Commander Cody talking to Chopper, I think that nobody would ever be able to get a coherent sentence out of me ever again. Not only because I'm obsessed with Chopper, um, but also because Chopper is a Clone Wars veteran. He did he did fight in the Clone Wars. And so I think that like old time war talk between Cody and Chopper like at a bar during Rebels is I it's something that I have to write fan fiction about or else I'll never be able to function again. Vietnam so War vet core Cody and Chopper being like so who'd you serve with where were you? Like, <laughs> no cuz like they would. I will also say I will also say, when you said Trilla and Cody, my immediate thought, like, first of all, yeah, Purse Trooper Inquisitor, but, like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Trilla already is rocking, like, the black eyeliner, like, punk rock look. And I'm just saying, if you were capable of drawing characters in a good way, I'm not saying you should draw Commander Cody with, like, like, really great black eyeliner and, like, a cut black t-shirt, but I'm not not saying that. And Mm -hmm. I'm not not saying that, like, they would go to Phoebe Bridgers together. They would go to that concert. Okay, okay, comment. Commander Cody and Trilla walk into the Phoebe Bridgers concert in the Skeleton Onesies in the Black Eyeliner. I'm sorry. So uh, true. I actually happen to know a really good artist, like phenomenal. Her name is Ella, but um, I don't know if she's listening to this or not. But I'm just kidding. You guys are going to make me draw so much art for random stuff that, like, I will be drawing Bellaries. And like no one, no, no one else is gonna know what it is. No, we, we, win. we actually, me and Noah have really gotten a Bell Wreath fandom together. Like it's yeah. pretty solid right now. It's like um, our baby at this point. It really God is. works hard, but Sage and Noah work harder. So I mean, true. Absolutely all, so true. In all so, fairness, like I am I'm drawing a lot of High Republic art in hopes that it gets other people to read the High Republic. So yeah. it's and I you think know. it will. Like I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Like I do. I do believe. Like the high stuff that you draw is such a great. Like 
I don't know. You, you just, you really capture like the vibes of, yeah. of the stories. Like your, your art of Reese and Comac. I was like, no, that's, that's my best friend. I, I, I mean, I vaguely said like that I would also pick Eli for Cody to meet because I think that Eli and Cody would just get along really well. Obviously, actually, that is where Cody really is. And that's why we don't see him in Rebels, because Thrawn actually met um, Cody first. And he's like, you know what? This guy, he's pretty cool. He has a lot of talent. I think that just Ascendancy could benefit from having this man there. So he sent Cody there. We all thought Eli was the first human that Thrawn had sent to the Ascendancy. (laughs) But no, it was actually Cody. And um, they just don't, like, mention him. But then eventually Eli and Cody meet. and. Eli's just like, damn, there was another human here <laughs> before and they become besties. And Cody kicks Briley Ronan's ass because he's just like, shut up. Don't speak. Okay. okay, but like realistically, I do genuinely believe that if Thrawn had met Cody, he'd be like, you're very slay. And like, you know what's going on. I think you'd like, like we're joking about it. But in all honesty, if those two were to cross paths, I imagine Thrawn would be like, this guy's pretty fun. I think he'd be helpful over in like the just ascendancy. We should just, we should just go there now. Like, like Cody goes through Order 66 and Thrawn shows back up and it's like, hey, I know this is like an awkward time, but since you're clearly not that busy, you want to like come back. So this is how I'm decanonizing uh, Thrawn alliances. The actual plot <laughs> is exactly that. Right. Okay. I'm glad we've established that. I know Timothy Zahn is listening right now. Um, I'm so sorry that your book is no longer canon, but we here at the Gay Star Wars podcast have decided and decreed it's it's over for you. Yeah. The thought of freaking Thrawn meeting Cody instead of Anakin during his little trip to to lesser space with <laughs> Cheery. Oh my god. Oh my god. Cody and Cheery? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Cody. Yes. The so, only thing I ever will care about ever again is Cody and Cheery meeting Timothy's on. If you don't give it to me, I will be in your walls throwing bricks through your window. Um, please right now. I know we always say, like, yeah, Thrawn as a cool dad figure or like some macro as a cool dad figure for Cheery, which those could still be true, but like Cody as the cool dad figure to Cheery. I'm not saying that like Cody kind of has Joel Miller energy, but I'm not not saying. That. Will you shut up? I can't. I'm so sorry. I want to, but The Last of Us has infected my brain. So at the beginning of recording this um, episode, I did text Noah and I said, What if The Bad Batch season two is just The Last of Us AU where Cody. Um, is Joel and Omega is Ellie. And if you guys have any idea what I'm talking about, I'm so sorry. Like, oh I'm my really- God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I tell you that, like, I will be like going about my day and then I'm like, I'm just going to text Sage some bullshit about The Last of Us. I'm like, it's not just me. I'll be like at work and I'll get a text and it's like, do you think that this like really sad thing would happen? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm trying to do my job right now. <laughs> As if I'm not also at work. Like, as if I... No, we're just... I think we just both have, like, a very similar strain of brain rot that revolves around this game about plant zombies, so... <laughs> and I can't I can't stop talking about it right now because I'm replaying part two and, like, it's... Yeah, my flop. Yeah, me it's too. bad. In this scenario... Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry, you guys. In this scenario, um, I do believe that flash forward to the future, like, so around, like, the rebellion, the age of the rebellion, is... 
is Cheery not Dina? Like, are they? <laughs> so sorry. You can't keep doing this. Okay, I'm done. I'm I done. know you're you're not <laughs> wrong. Like, reality is is just is just there. Okay, but but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If Cody is Joel in in our Bad Batch, The Last of Us AU, can't this? Who is Abby? See, you know, if this was a regular episode with the the rest of the regular hosts. This would be like when Ollie and like Claudia are talking about Supernatural or something. <laughs> but now it's Sage and Noah are talking about The Last of Us. But like, who's Abby? What if it's Crosshair? <laughs> no! Oh my god. The Abbyification of Crosshair? So funny. I think that, I think that Crosshair Cody, no. just is... Because Cody kills Tarkin and then Crosshair's like, no! No! <laughs> no Cody! <laughs> Okay, first off, Tarkin can't ever die, just so we're clear here. Like, Tarkin survived the Death Star blowing up. Like, I'm certain of that. I didn't see a body. There was no body. You sound like me when I talk about, like, my theory that Krennic is alive. He is! This is all the same AU that, like, Cody wanted canon and all that stuff. Tarkin and Krennic are both alive. The idea that in order for Trilla to survive and Cody want to be canon, Tarkin and Krennic must also both live. Like, talk about at what cost. I'm so sorry. Damn. This has been such a a normal episode. We're also normal and sane, and we sound so together. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of being um, normal and sane. um, I do, sorry, I do think that like i knew that sage was gonna say chopper meeting obi-wan but also because they have the same color scheme think about it the orange they're meant to be besties they're meant to be besties road trip buddy comedy but it's chopper and cody love i would watch the hell out of that are you kidding me i watched eight seasons of that are you kidding me like dave filoni where are you chopper and cody are on the road it doesn't really matter where they're going they're just in a car together let me get Bella on the phone. This is our next comic. This is our ma- our next major art project. Actually, is we need yeah. to write script and then and then Bell can can finish off and just draw Chopper yeah. and Cody on their on their grandiose road trip adventure through like yeah. Nevada or something stupid. Yeah, Daniel Jose Older. You're if you're listening. The Bay Area. No, that, stop. no, that and that's where Cody is. Cody is in the Bay Area with Chopper. God, we speaking out, you guys. Speaking of. Where Cody is, uh, that brings us to to my favorite segment that's usually for normal RuPaul's episodes and just for my content is Cody Watch. And um, you might be wondering, what the hell are we going to Cody Watch? Just This is just talking about Cody in general. But let's talk about some stuff that we know for sure Cody is going to appear in next. Um, next month. No, it's actually this month, the end of this month, because it is July. I keep forgetting it's July. But um, Obi-Wan 2022 comic run, like issue number three, will be coming out. And Cody is for sure going to appear in that, according to the Marvel panel from Star Wars Celebration, where they said Cody will be an actual main character. So um, I am already screaming and crying internally every day about that and um, anticipating that. And then, you know, Bad Batch season two, we know Cody is going to be in there. But, you know, what's coming out before Bad Batch Season 2? Andor. So will Commander Cody appear in Andor? Find out at the end of August where I will start being like, is Commander Cody here? Oh, yeah, there's also Jedi Survivor and um, the High Republic Phase 2. High Republic Phase 2 comes out in, like, November, right? 
That's when October. I can enter my, October, my, my yeah. That's when okay. I can enter my full Vildermax Stan era. It's coming. Um, unrelated to that, do you have any idea the monster I would actually the monster just both Jess and I would become if Cody is like a character in Jedi Survivor? Me, Sage, Noah, you, start crying, you, screaming. You just excluded me from that, Noah. I forgot that you. I forgot that you played that game because on our Sage is freaking like, Trilla, like stand. I know. Sixty nine. No, no, I know. I, I'm. It's too late in this country. I'm gonna die here. I'm gonna fall apart. The fact I'm still on Boston time after being here for a week and a half. This is hell. Anyway, so I'm gonna just eat the walls and live there now as my as my penance for that. But my point being, um. Commander Cody, if you're out there, please give us a sign. Cody and Jedi Survivor, I'm lighting the candles. I'm writing it down. Okay, well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Cody and Jedi Survivor, why? He and Trilla are together. They're at the Baby Virgins exactly. concert. There we go. We're good to go. <laughs> Commander Cody and Trilla are singing Moon Song together. The circle's complete. <laughs> I think we also... close this by asking an important question. What is Commander Cody's favorite Phoebe Bridger song? <laughs> I'm gonna have to think about it. Give me like two seconds. I hate to say killer, but it's not his favorite, but it is it is a song about him a little bit. Um I feel like depressingly, I know the end. Yeah. Okay. He's a he's an angsty guy. He'll find a new place to be from, like ultimately, if we're being yeah. honest. <laughs> Yes. I do think I do think pre-order sixty six he was definitely a Chinese satellite girly. No, you're right. Specifically because of the lyricism around like I don't really believe in higher powers. Like Commander Cody's like I don't really believe in the Force, but like Obi Wan does, so I care about it. Like I'm just saying, but yeah, I do feel like I know for sure that Trilla is an I know the end girly, and oh, when, yeah. when the when the scream happens at the end. Oh, she's yelling. She's yelling. She's yelling. I do think um, now I have it actually. I know for a fact Cody's favorite Phoebe song is Souvenir. So true. It is Souvenir. Your <laughs> mind is so powerful. Thank you. I appreciate it. I just am I, I don't want to be sad, but I am going to suggest Cody won Scott Street. Okay, I'll I, leave now. I was preparing myself mentally. I'm, I'm built. I was building up walls as we were having this conversation. Preparing right. things to come from right. your mouth. Right for this, I, I'm a Scott Street girly through and through. And unfortunately, whenever I have characters that I care about, I'm like, well, I have to project it onto them. I'm not saying that's why Scott Street is on the Bell Reese playlist, but it's not not <laughs> oh that. God. Anyway, I expect the the Cody like playlist drop sometime within the next twenty four hours, please. Um, I'm on it. I Me think too. that's actually all for the Cody Club shit episode. Our very We've, first we club made shit it through. <laughs> Thanks to our guests for coming on. This has been really fun. Yeah, do you have any- thank you for having us. Yeah, do y'all have any final like Cody like thoughts? Quinlan Voss, I love you more than I love life itself, but I will slap you in the face when I see you um, because you did break Commander Cody's legs. So true. Uh, (laughs) Cody, I love you. And if I don't see you soon, I might just disintegrate and cease to be a living being. Thank you. Um, I would just like to say um, to everybody who's working on the Bad Bad Batch season two, it's on site. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's on site. Do not mess with that man. I'm in your walls, et cetera. You know the drill. I think my my only real final thoughts about that gentleman, as if I hadn't already said literally everything I thought about him over the past like, some odd hours of recording. He's a funky little guy. I love him. And I would simply, I'm just, I am no longer asking 
I want Cody to do, I want Cody to survive the Bad Batch season two. This is not a request. This is a statement. Because as Ella said, if it doesn't happen, mm, it's gone. Yeah, it's over. I'm in your walls. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. So true. I feel exactly the same. Like, Lucasfilm, I will be right outside your fucking studio if something happens to Cody. Once again, I say for legal reasons, this is a joke. But yeah, Cody lives in my brain rent free um, because I'm just like, yes, you can stay here. I don't I don't care if all I think about is you, Cody. Um, actually, oh, fuck. I also forgot about the Lego special that's coming out soon. Uh, I hope Cody's in that because I know Obi-Wan is there and he's wearing a fun little, you know, his fun little Hawaiian shirt. So I hope Cody's there, too. But- Cody and Lego is the cutest thing ever. I have a little Cody Lego and I love it. So, so also, much. Cody won his cannon in the Lego dub. Remember, yeah, it in the, in the Lego game. Yeah. So, thank you for listening to our first ever Glove Shit episode. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on Commander Cody. And episodes usually drop on Sundays, except for um, right now we're doing bi-weekly until Andor comes out. And for updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit, follow us on social media at Rupalps Podrace on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you really love the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast. It means a lot to us. May the force be with you. And don't proof it up. Waka waka. Waka waka. Waka. Welcome to the waka waka hive. The waka zone.